Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, AKA De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What's going on, CEOs? De Niro B here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, we're here with Stephen Harrigan. Stephen is a seasoned brand strategist and CEO of Brand Master Academy. He combines his finance and business acumen with expertise in design and marketing to pioneer proprietary brand building systems. His processes and systems shared through Brand Mastery Academy programs, a podcast, and a YouTube channel, as well as a growing brand strategy community, have empowered countless businesses worldwide. I'm very excited for this chat. Let's get right into it. Stephen, welcome to the Remote CEO Show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, my man. Thank you so much for, uh, for having me on the show. I'm looking forward to getting stuck into it. Absolutely. And I am very stoked about this interview today because at the Remote CEO, we have been talking about branding and building brands for a very long time and how important it is to have a good brand when you want to scale up your business so that you can charge more, you can reach more people and ultimately convert more leads and opportunities into clients. So today, this is exactly what we're going to talk with you today, Stephen. And so uh, can you give us first a background? Why did you become an entrepreneur? Um, yeah, that's the, uh, you know, that's the, the million dollar question, I suppose. Um, yeah. I, uh, my background is actually in business and economics. I was, I was a stockbroker um, way back when. Um, but I didn't get a lot of fulfillment out of that. And and I switched into uh, design and specifically brand design. Uh, but I saw a lot of holes in what the the agencies were doing that I was working with um, and, you know, what clients actually needed help with. And I kind of brought my business uh, understanding from my finance into what I was doing. And that really was all about shifting the focus from the visuals of a brand, which most people associate with branding, to the actual strategy behind the brand. So the method the business will use to connect their business with a segment of the market in a way that resonates with them and in a way that resonates with them more specifically than their competitors. And at the core of all of that, is strategy. It's about positioning your brand so that uh, you're more relevant to a group of people. So that's why I started my entrepreneurship is because I wanted to shift away from, you know, working with agencies who are focused on the the design aspect and the visuals to really bring my business understanding into the world of branding and to give that to entrepreneurs who are starting out so that they have a better chance of success going into the market with a brand that's more than just visuals. 
That's amazing. And I already have a follow-up question as soon as you said this, because I know that a lot of my clients, when we build their remote teams to uh, you know, to do any type of marketing, advertise, any, any type of outreach even, they always come to me and they say, De Niro, uh, I would like to close more deals. There's something going on here. And we always look at their match between their message, their brand, and who they're reaching out to. And mm -hmm. it's just even tweaking a couple of things. Like you said, the customer avatar or even the way that they present themselves to the same avatar. It, it, mm -hmm. It doubles, if not triples, sometimes the amount of phone calls that they get or the conversion rate. So, can you mm -hmm. tell us specifically when you look at your clients, when you look at the market at large, even what are a couple of big mistakes that you see new businesses or even not so new businesses, but not so successful businesses do that they shouldn't do when it comes to branding? Yeah, the, and look, that's that's a, a great question. The 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 most obvious um, mistake that I see is that a business owner decides that they have some form of value to offer the market. Uh, usually, that happens um, by you know their their previous uh, job or previous career, and they don't they no longer work, want to work for somebody else. They want to give that to the market directly. And they believe that because they have those skills, and even if they wrap it up into a product, that that is enough to get the market coming running towards them. Uh, but it's it's absolutely not, and they're just table stakes. To say that you have a product that offers value to the market that addresses some kind of challenge in the form of a solution is essentially what every single business does. If they don't that, then they don't have a viable business. So to think that your product or service is enough for your audience to come running, that's the biggest mistake I see. You could have the best product in the world, but if you don't put the message, the right message in front of the right people at the right time in a way that resonates with them, then your product is going to be lost because you're not going to get their attention. You're not going to resonate with them and you're not going to address those pain points and those emotional needs that ultimately influence buying decisions. So that first and foremost, understanding that your product and what you offer to the market is just one aspect, how you package up that product and how you wrap your brand, your communication, your personality, and how you show up to the market is entirely different. And those who are able to really understand the difference between the two and are able to cross that chasm over into the world of branding and really start to understand, okay, if I want to build a brand, what do I need to do? And when they start asking those questions, they're going to find some very, very valuable answers and they can turn those very, very valuable answers into a strategy. One of the first is who is my target audience? We all know that there is a market for any given product or service, but just because you have a solution for the market, does that mean you should go after every single person in that market? Well, the answer is no, because the people that exist in that market are all different and they're made up into segments of the market. And when you can identify a segment that you are more relevant to, that you can speak to in a way that is more relevant to them, 
and you can address their more specific pain points and challenges and goals and objectives that they want to achieve, then your message is going to sing their tune. You're going to get their attention and they are going to give you their attention before they give your competitors that attention. So that really is, if you're able to overcome that mistake and realize that the product is not enough, it's how you package up that product and how you package up your relevance to, to a very, very specific segment of the market. If you get that down, then you are, you know, you're, you're ahead of 80% of the entrepreneurs in the market and you are at a distinct advantage just by getting to that point. Okay. That's fantastic. And so one thing that I always get from my clients, but also from my listeners is if I get too narrow in my targeting and in my messaging, I am going to cannibalize other opportunities in the market. I know the answer, but I want to make sure that you as well <laughs> can sing with the same choir with me when it comes to this. What would you say to someone that maybe is trying to target, you know, the United States, Canada, UK, and all other English speaking countries, and they'll tell you, well, if I niche down too much, I'm not going to get the results that I want. Yeah, look, and you know, I can I can resonate with that 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 challenge as I'm sure you too as well can, you know, because as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we want everybody as our audience. We you know, our first order of call is revenue. And the idea of niching down also coincides with the idea that you are closing the door to a whole ton of people who you really want their business fr from. And, you know, it, it's, it is counterintuitive, but the problem that most people have that they don't see is that when they decide to niche into a market or to, uh, or to go after a specific segment, they suddenly become visible to that segment. In not doing so, they believe they're making themselves invisible to most of the other market, but the reality is they are already invisible. If you are going out into the market and you're trying to appeal to everybody, then you are going to resonate with nobody because everybody else in the market is doing the same thing. They're all saying the same thing. They're all uh, appealing to the same challenges, but it's when you get specific about those challenges that you are able to really resonate. So. I'll give you an example here because we we all can understand a little bit more when it comes to examples. So let's say I go into the market with branding services for small business. Now, let's be frank, small businesses are about 80% of the businesses on the planet. So you're not niching anywhere there by saying you're for small business. Let's say I get a bit more specific with that and say, okay, I'm going to niche into the hospitality segment. Okay, hospitality, we're getting a little bit more relevant here. If you have a hospitality business and I'm talking to you about branding for hospitality businesses, well then, you know, I'm, I'm closer to the mark. But let's say I want to get even more specific. I want to go after beverage companies and more specifically, I want to go after craft breweries. All of a sudden, I'm talking about branding to craft brewery business leaders and they can hear what my message is because everybody else is talking about small businesses or 
you know, even if they're further up the the uh, the niche chain, they're talking about hospitality. When I'm speaking specifically to breweries, to to craft breweries, and all my messaging can be based around that. My outreach can be based around that. My content can be based around that. And all of the podcasts that I might appear on or the or the articles that I write, it's all about that. Now, in order to get yourself to that position, I understand the fear. But just because you are specializing in an area, it doesn't mean that you have to turn away business. You just don't promote the business that you that you do. So let's say, for example, an accountant comes to you and says, I need branding. You don't have to turn them away. You can give them your help. You can bank that revenue. The only thing you don't do is you don't put it on your portfolio or your website. Why? Because you are trying to build a reputation to a specific segment of the market. So anybody who is fearful about closing the door to business, don't worry. You don't have to close the door. What you're trying to do is build a reputation in a specific industry or specific segment. And over time, that will grow and grow. In the meantime, you will continue to serve other business until the time is that your only clients are in the craft brewery space and you no longer need the other clients. And another question that comes to mind when you're saying this is how about different campaigns of here? I've heard this many times. Okay, I want to choose a niche, but I don't know where resonate with. And so I'm going to do either advertising or cold email outreach or anything mm -hmm. along those lines where you're still testing, right? You're testing your mm -hmm. audience, you're testing your your copy, you're testing your images, et cetera. So how do you think people that are somewhat starting out choosing their niche, should you should they go straight into one niche and say, okay, here's what I think the money is and I'm going to focus on this and only this, or at the very beginning, should people kind of give a shot to a couple of different, like three, four different niches and then at that point, when they start seeing results in one of them, then focus their efforts and, and attention on that one. Yeah. And, and look, when it comes to starting a business yourself, it's a very, very lonely path. Um, you know, when you get into business for yourself, you don't really know too much about SEO. You don't know too much about WordPress and websites and ad platforms and click-through rates and all of these metrics. So it is a steep learning curve. But in order for you to be able to have the answers to those questions, you need to either pay in time and resources or pay in dollars. When I say pay in time, if you don't know the answers to those questions or if you don't have a, a very um, clear understanding of you know what is the best channel for you, well, then you better take the time to learn about the different avenues and to learn about the different approaches. Of course, you can go into the market and you can ask for a consultant. You can ask uh, for somebody who will advise you uh, on that. But, you know, it is the Wild West out there. There are a lot of people offering services um, and you're not necessarily going to get what you need by outsourcing. I don't believe brand or brand strategy is something that any business leader can truly outsource to the point where they hand it to somebody else and they hand over the keys. I think if you're building a brand, you need to become a specialist in brand. You need to understand 
well, you know, how are we going to approach the market? What are our channels uh, that we can look at? And, you know, you know, what are the benefits of one versus another? If you have time on your hands or, you know, you really want, you, you have deep knowledge and deep expertise, well, then I would, I would suggest exploring the content avenue, especially if you have a personality that is engaging or you want to develop a personality that is engaging. And listen, everybody can do that. When I first start creating videos, I was absolutely terrible. I've got a video of outtakes that I used to send to my sisters when uh, when I did them, and and you know that was their comedy for years because I was I was that bad. But if you want to uh, deliver your your expertise to the marketplace, then you know you really need to test out what avenues you can deliver that expertise in, and content is a great way to do that. Writing articles, creating videos especially if you're able to work on your personality and deliver it that way. Um, but of course, if you have a little bit of money to play with and you have a budget, then you can segment that up. You can you can engage uh, experts in their fields. You can engage uh, ad experts, whether it's Instagram and Facebook, Google AdWords, um, and you can test out different avenues. And then it's all about the metrics at the end of the day. It's all about those sales. But if you're starting off and you're looking into the market and you don't know where to start, then start at the very basics by educating yourself on all the different avenues that are at your disposal. What are the best ways to approach those avenues in terms of budget, time, resources, and then try and understand where your audience is and the best avenue for you to follow to engage them. Absolutely. I want to switch gears for a second and talk about branding itself. You said something before we pressed the record button, which really stood out to me, which was the fact that a lot of people think that branding is all about design and the strategy is kind of something that uh, it's left uh, as a second thought. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. like you were saying, that shouldn't be the case. When you really talk about branding and the process of creating a brand and when should people, this is maybe actually a follow-up question, but I ask it right now so that you can decide whether you answer all at once or in two parts. But when should people decide whether or not they're building a quote-unquote luxury brand uh, or they should go for something that it's a bit more approachable by everyone? Yeah, and look, that's the, the, the question there um, and I've seen this question before, um, it comes too late for a lot of entrepreneurs. So they're usually asking this question when it comes to the visuals of the brand. And as I said to you uh, off air, the visuals of the brand, you know, that is a very, very small part of the brand. I like to use the analogy that a brand is like an iceberg. The logo and the visuals are sitting above the surface but everything else, 90% of the brand, the mechanism of the brand is sitting below the surface and that's all developed in the strategy. When you should decide, should you build a luxury brand or should you build an everyday brand? That is at the very beginning of the strategy development process when you ask the question, who are we trying to target and why? Now, if you're trying to target uh, people with a high status, in society or certainly want to have a high status in society. They have high disposable income. They have 
you know, respectable jobs or respectable careers, then chances are that is pointing towards a luxury brand. If, on the other hand, you're looking into the market and you want to go after people who who want affordable solutions, who don't have a huge amount of disposable income, who don't drive Mercedes, who are just normal everyday people, then you are going to develop a completely different brand. But that is a question that you ask at the very beginning of the brand strategy development process, understanding who it is you're targeting. And once you understand who it is you're targeting, then the answer to all the other questions that follow, which include, how are we going to position in the market? How are we going to be different from our audience? What personality and attributes are we going to show up with? What tone of voice are we going to have? And what messages are we going to put into the market? They all follow from answering that question. Only at the very end, do you start to look at visuals and the answer to the to the question of visuals, should I have a luxury brand or not? That question was answered long ago, the very beginning of the strategy process. So anybody who's at that stage at the moment, they're asking those questions, what kind of brand should I build? You need to go back to the very, very beginning, or maybe that's exactly where you are at the moment, and start asking some deep questions. Who am I going after? Who do I want to target? Why do I want to target these people? What are their challenges, their pain points? What do they want to achieve? What's the emotion that they have attached to all of this? And how are we going to to show them that we have a, an experience that they should choose above our competitors? Answering these fundamental questions will set you well on your way to answering the more granular questions later on in the process. And so that's actually a very, very interesting approach to to branding and building the brand to begin with. One thing that I hear a lot, and here at the remote CEO, we have consultants, we have uh, accountants, we have several types of business models that can obviously operate remotely for the majority of, you know, of their services, right? And mm -hmm. so when it comes to this, I always hear people quoting other big coaches and gurus online saying, you know, follow the money, don't go and sell to people that are broke because then you're not going to be making money. And that makes total sense. So a lot of mm -hmm. people start approaching lawyers. They start approaching, like you said, people that have a certain type of status in the market. But then that's when the problem arises. Like you said, there's going to be that disconnect between the brand that they're building, their new, possibly new entrepreneurs, um, and then they're trying to reach out to individuals, high status, high net worth individuals that are looking for different solutions. And so when it comes different, meaning more upscale solutions, right? So they are willing to pay more, but obviously they uh, want to work with an established business, so to speak. So to mm -hmm. individuals that are stuck in that limbo, right? They don't want to, of course, to sell to broke students but they also don't have the necessary brand, uh, the weight, you know, for the brand to actually start reaching out to these individuals. What could be a, so, so to speak, solution to get them, you know, some sales and build their brand while still being able to, to like get sales and not end up on phone calls with people that are, you know, uh, not happy with the way that their brand, with their brand, basically. Yeah, and, and look, I, I I really like that question, and and I would tackle this uh, sentiment head on, and that would be that I would argue 
that you are just as uh, as as well prepared to be able to position towards high net worth individuals as the rest of the market. It's really all about your positioning, your messaging, and really hitting home with the pain points of your audience. And to uh, kind of dive a little bit deeper, using one of the examples that you gave just previously um, with uh, with accountants and lawyers. So one of my students uh, recently, he was selling brand design services and he hit a ceiling of $4,000 because he couldn't get other uh, businesses to pay more than that because you know, you've got Upwork and you've got all of these design services. When he shifted his focus towards strategy and he started focusing on a different type of business, one of the first clients he got was a brand strategy project. And he went from charging $4,000 to $60,000 wow. in his very first one. Now, that was, a, by his own admission, a very, very ballsy move. And I said to him, I've actually done a podcast uh, episode with him since talking about um, this project. But when he was sitting down with this business leader, it was a very prestigious law firm in New York. Um, I think it was in New York. It might not have been New York, but it was definitely a prestigious law firm in the States. Mm -hmm. um, when he started to talk to these business leaders in their workshop, they were going through the brand personality development process. And there's a tool called archetypes. And archetypes are... Uh, predetermined personalities that we're all kind of familiar with. For example, the hero, um, you know, the the uh, the explorer, you know, people who have very specific kinds of traits. When he was sitting in the room with uh, the business leaders of this law firm, they landed on the uh, the ruler archetype, and the ruler archetype resonated with them because they were using examples of rulers in film and rulers in society. And the business leaders really connected with the godfather who, who you know, they used as, you know, who is their personality type. And from that point, they all bought into the idea of this brand because they could self-identify in their own market. So they went from being a law firm, a prestigious law firm that really lost their way. They didn't really know what they were saying in the market to suddenly having this identity and this visual brand in the market and this very, very specific tone of voice to go after a very, very specific client. And the sense of identity that they had with that was, you know, it was a, a, a huge, huge jump for them in terms of their confidence in the market. And just to go back to the uh, the service provider who delivered this service, he went from charging $4,000 for design services to charging $60,000 for uh, strategy services. And nothing really had changed. Yes, he had some new processes, but it was really a psychological shift that he had that I am going to go after this segment of the market. I'm going to charge premium rates, and this is the service I'm going to deliver. The service that he subsequently delivered gave the company the empowerment to do exactly the same. And again, that was just a psychological shift for how they could show up in the market. So branding is very much about psychology, about knowing who you are, who you're going after, why you're different, and having that confidence to speak in the market about this 
about your brand and how you offer that difference in the market and where your value is. So yeah, really that is the 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 crux of of being able to really show up to the market with a bit of confidence, knowing who your segment is and and going after them. Don't think that you have to go after small fry. Be bold. Go after whoever you want to go after, but go after them with confidence. It's really only about your messaging and how you show up to the market. That's amazing. And one thing that I wanted to ask to actually ground this a bit more into practical uh, usage, right? So you see the message has been has changed. And so this particular individual, to your knowledge, did they redesign their website to look different? Did they like show up with a suit and tie instead of showing up with a t-shirt? You know what I'm saying? Like the actual visuals, uh, we said that, of course, it's just 10% of the entire process of branding, but also mm -hmm. it is one that uh, the majority of people see when they first interact with you. So when it comes to this, you're targeting a specific market to resonate with them. Yes, the messaging, but when it comes to their digital assets, are they going to completely change or would you be able to still uh, resonate and, and, and close deals with high net worth individuals and businesses uh, with the same visual assets that you would have if if you weren't targeting? Yeah, and look, that's a good question. And and look, I will be frank. If you have gone into the market and you have, um, you know, which, you know, is completely understandable. If you have on a shoestring budget gotten yourself a logo and a website, uh, you have overlooked the strategy side of things, then chances are if you're going to go back and do this correctly, then you might need to change something along the way. Because if you are, if you haven't used strategy to develop your logo and your website, then, you know, how can you use a tool that does not have strategy at the core? If you go back to the beginning and ask yourself the question, who exactly do we want to target? If you get very specific and you say that you want to target high net worth individuals, then chances are you will need to change your digital assets. But the digital assets are probably the last thing that you will change. After you change who you are targeting, then you need to look at your position. So your position in the market and the difference that you offer in the market, you have to ask some fundamental questions here. Why would this segment of the market choose us? What are we offering that's different? Who are our competitors who are also targeting those people? That That's a very, very, that's at the heart of branding. What is our position in the market? How are we different? And why would they choose us over them? Then again, your personality. So, uh, you know, I touched on archetypes before, and they are a very useful tool in really, you know, uh, finding that sense of identity, how you're going to show up in the market with that personality, and then focusing on the messages. So, by the once you get all of that done, then the question of digital assets comes into play, and you should probably know, uh, you you will have a, a a greater understanding of what type of visual brand you want after you've answered all those questions and chances are it's going to look a little bit different to what you have at the moment if you're shifting from trying to appeal to everybody to trying to appeal to a very specific segment of the market amazing amazing steven this was an amazing conversation before we end i wanted to ask you is there anything exciting that you're working on that you want to share with our audience Yes, there is actually. I'm working on uh, a new business in the same 
verticals. So branding and specifically brand strategy. And it's uh, a software, in fact, that's integrated with AI that guides business leaders through the brand strategy development process from the very, very first questions that I spoke about earlier. It asks those questions in chronological order. It, it, it requests uh, an answer from you. But if you don't have a relevant answer, AI is learning along the way and it's training as a brand strategist to be able to give you very, very specific answers to those questions to help you develop out that strategic brand. So that's in the pipeline at the moment. It's uh, it's a couple of months away. It's in development process at the moment. It's a couple of months away from being launched, and I'm quite excited about uh, announcing that to my existing uh, follower base. That's fantastic, Stephen. I'm sure that my listeners want to know more about you and what you do with your business. So where can people find you online? Yes, uh, Brandmaster Academy uh, and brandmasteracademy.com is, uh, is, is my home base for where I teach business leaders um, and professional brand builders how to build brands using strategy. That will also lead you to my YouTube channel, which has uh, over 500 videos on, on doing exactly that uh, at this stage. And if you're on that list, then you will also get the announcements about um, this new AI integrated uh, software that, that is in the pipeline. That is fantastic. Stephen, again, thank you so much for being at the Remote CEO Show. This was a very, very interesting episode. Looking forward to having you in the future. And in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Danero. Really appreciate it. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at B. D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B and I will send you the direct link to the review section and to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again and I will talk to you again soon.